podcast the bonus show my name is patch and with me as always is matt matt how are you i'm all right thank you patch yeah how are you um a little bit husky a few drinks on board last night it was uh, a good evening so yeah my voice is a little bit barry white as you say excellent Uh, but uh, good night was had. Anyway, moving on. Um, we're joined today, Matt, by guests. We've got James Piercy from Bristol Live, who's going to walk through the timeline of events with us um, over over the last month, really, and talk about some of the sign-ins, um, bringing us right up to the current day. So, uh, James, th- welcome to the podcast. Afternoon, lads. You okay? Yeah, uh, James, good. Yeah, good, thank you. All good, thank you. To you. Thanks for coming back on the podcast. We had you on last season uh, to talk about a game. And uh, yeah, we're going to have a look at some of the signings we've made. Yeah, that was post-Sheffield United away, which was a Oh, oh dear, oh dear, yeah. Blimey. That was one of the worst, wasn't it? God, James, it what a baby that is. <laughs> it was an idea, yeah. And uh, we had quite a ropey trip back as well, Matt, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, it was good though, wasn't it? No. Um, exciting, yeah, in the snow. Yeah, navigating the small streets <laughs> yeah. in the snow, yeah. Okay, so let's have a look at the timeline of events, James. So the first signing um, was Mark Sykes on the 16th of May, 40 appearances in League One last season. He's down as a midfielder, but um, he's going to be quite versatile from what I can gather. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I don't think you're going to, I don't think you're going to see a best position for him that's the thing not initially anyway because he's going to be the sort of player that can that can be plugged in in a, in a, in a number of roles and that may be detrimental to him at the start perhaps because he could be a player who if you if you if you if you if you're playing a system and oh put Sykes in there or he's on the bench because he can come on and do a job in various I, I mean I'm Hope, um, you know, I'm guessing here, but yeah, exactly. It was interesting his interview that he he saw himself as kind of a wide right sided attacker, yeah. which is interesting in itself because you can talk about the right, you, there's loads we can talk about the right flank, and I'm sure we're gonna obviously we're gonna talk about Kane Wilson later on. But the right side was a was a was a was an the whole of the right side was an area of weakness last season, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, definitely, obviously, the start of the season with Viner and Simpson. As right backs, obviously we know Tanner came in, did okay, got injured. Alex Scott comes in, Jada Silva plays there, Benarus plays a few games there, Sam Bell plays a few games there. But then even further forward, there was never really a right winger because um, obviously Semenyo's development into a central forward. Finally, people stopped putting Andy Vyman out there. Um, I say people, obviously the manager. Um, so Andy was now a now a central player, and everybody kind of knew that yes, he can do a job, but you're not getting the best use out of him. Same with the Semenyo. So there was no real right-sided attacking player. Um, so just having someone like that, a right winger, if you like, but it, it's a bonus on top of that because you've got a right winger who can also play a bit of central midfield, potentially go to wing back as a second or third choice. I don't know if they're going to they potentially might be looking at a second one um, to play play below Kane Wilson. We're not sure on that at the moment. Um, so it, it's lots of options, lots of options with him, definitely. Yeah, Matt, from the signings we've made so far, I don't want to skip to the next guys yet, but um, Nigel seems to like versatility, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Um, and I think what, what Sykes has got, he's got, he's got a bit of pace about him. Um, exactly like you're saying there with the versatility. I think initially there was a bit of a fear that we were signing someone who considered himself um, right side midfield, right centre forward. Um, and we were signing him going to end up playing him as a wing back. Um, so that was my initial sort of fear with it. I've looked at a few sort of goals in, and assists that he's had. He looks, you know, he looks a decent player. Um, but I think as James has said, I, th- I think it's more around his versatility, potentially, you know that cover for 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 Wilson. Although you then wonder what does that mean for Tanner, um, who you know we we know was signed with a view for the future. But actually, having played the games he played last year, I think it would be a little bit of a a, a backward step for him, wouldn't it, if he got loaned out to a League One or or, or something. So it w- it will be interesting to see where where Sykes lines up and how he see, sees him playing. But we don't know whether you know who's to say that Vyman's still going to be here, Semenya's still going to be here. 
you just don't know, do you? So yeah. it, it will be interesting to see. It's competition. It's competition for places, which, yeah. you know, we didn't have a great deal of in many places last season. But the um, right wing back, the right wing back role was basically who can go there, who yeah. can yeah. put there. It's yeah, it really was. Exactly. And, and uh, nothing, nothing will convince me that it was right to play Sam Bell there at any time. I don't think Sam Bell playing, you know, there's there's the old adage like we've we've said about Scott. You can play Scott anywhere and he will give you something. Sam Bell gave us nothing as a right wing back and it and it was detrimental to him, I think. Um tell you for what Nigel I, Pearson to do that, I just I just didn't think it was the right move. I'll tell you what a right wing back role became. It was like an initiation. So it yeah. was like it was like for George Tanner, it was like, right, here's championship football, lads. Go yeah. play right wing back. Yeah. For Alex Scott, same, same sort of yeah. thing. For Sam Bell, same sort of thing. And for Jay De Silva, funnily enough, it actually worked out a way of him getting back into in into in, into the manager's affection because he yeah. went out there and he, mm. you know, credit fair credit to Jay. I think it's a fantastic yeah. story what he did last season. But it it became like his way of winning his manager back over. So it was almost like that there was there was so little resource yeah. there that it was like a little project of Nigel to kind of work out a player's character yeah. by putting them there. He's actually six foot. As well, which you don't mm. see many right wing backs that are, you know, particularly tall. We uh, do we read anything into his Oxford squad number, number ten? Because you've got yeah, to think James... with the ten. Okay, if you're talking about a ten in a positional sense, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll probably talk about Casey Palmer a bit later, but mm. if, Casey's leaving, obviously. So if we if we're thinking Andy's the Andy's the 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 starting ten, although he's not really a number ten, he's kind of like a weird sort of hybrid ten and yeah. a number, I don't know, seven or whatever. But um He's Andy Vyman. You know, you've got Casey <laughs> and Aroos is obviously out till Christmas. Yeah. Alex Scott, I think, will become more of an up and down kind of number eight. So there isn't a, a there isn't a potential there isn't a, a playmaker as such there really once, once Casey moves on. So I think to have someone who can do that and, and, and unlike Casey be so tactically flexible mm. is, 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 is quite a nice little sort of replacement already. Yeah. Do we know the, the sort of the positions that he played at Oxford in the main? A bit of everywhere, really. Okay. Um, I think he's, I think he started in midfield Move further forward, and then at times last season was 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 brought back. Um, so it was kind of it, it, a bit like Alex Scott, really. He played in qu- quite a few roles, um, but he certainly looks. Um, again, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not going to profess to be an expert on his on his performances for for Oxford, but it looks from kind of the the few sort of clips I've seen, he's he's obviously incredibly effective in the final third. So by always more effective in the final third. So by nature, you see him moving towards that. And obviously, Nigel will be getting into him about his defensive game. But I think he's going to be more of a final third player than a defensive third player. Excellent. Okay. Exciting. Right. Let's move on to Cal Naismith. So 27th of May. Now, obviously, Cal came from Luton. 45 championship appearances last season. Three goals, 11 assists. A defender, age 30. And just on the sign-in before we go into Cal himself, completely out of nowhere for for most people, James, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I don't think I was working actually. Not that as an excuse, because I'm not just <laughs> saying that because I'm not. I, didn't, I generally was off on a Friday because we had um, Sam, our Rovers reporter, was on, and uh, he just messaged me. He said, "Oh, by the way, have you seen City have signed Cal Nation? I was like, "What?" I thought it was like a spoof. I was like, "What? Where's that come from?" Yeah. And like fair play, because I spoke to obviously a few people, a few agents and stuff. Nobody saw it come in. Nobody saw. So that doesn't it happen very often, does it? It doesn't. Absolutely not. And, I mean, across all levels of football, every something is always flagged in some way. You know, mm. it's very hard. It's um, you know, just because just the, the the interest. You know, just you know everything. There's a number of reasons behind that. But so to get that one done, and also to get that one done relatively speaking, quite a big name player yeah. in the context of the championship. Um, certainly a player that lots of other clubs would like. And what what it tells me, based on obviously Luton slightly um, you know, falling on the falling on their backs, kicking their legs in the air tantrum on the Saturday, mm. was that it was done very quickly. Um, quite clearly, uh, it was it was I wouldn't say it was rushed through, but I think it was on and they just wanted to get it done. 
Um, I mean, City are partial, obviously. I mean, you'll know they love an evening announcement to get sort of maximum traction on social media and all that kind of thing. But yeah, it really was completely by surprise. Um, I have to say, fantastic announcement video as well with the Iron Brew. Um, oh yeah, and I don't, I don't mean to get like this because it's a bit sort of tribalistic and all this. But like, I did find it really, really funny that based on what Luton said, that they didn't know he had signed for City until they saw the announcement. So effectively, everyone at Luton, Nathan Jones, owners, the first they would have seen it of Cal's Naismith would have been him leaning in and taking a can of Iron Brew from the roof of wow. Ashton Gate, which is just quite a funny picture to imagine them seeing that That's as great. losing the, one of them. The and I'm not saying that because I know Luton fans are quite tetchy about it, but just, no. I just well, find it do you think funny. that's do you think that's likely to be the case though? Surely Probably not. No, they wouldn't know something. They wouldn't yeah, know something. Yeah. I said they're not, uh, they're I'm not saying so Matt, naive. Um, I'm saying Matt, the, the, that that doesn't happen very often, and James sort of saying across any divisions the the fact that it's completely left field and ca- caught everyone out. It caught us by surprise, but I just don't I don't believe that they wouldn't have been aware of him signing for us. I don't I don't think City would have acted in that way, and I don't think that Naismith himself and his agent would have done. I'm sure they would have said, "Look, we are going to speak to other clubs," or. Um, yeah, and so I, I can't believe that that's the it first was, day that they've ever probably seen more, it. It was probably more the timing of it yeah. than, than the actual, yeah, than the context of it, yeah. if you like, that yeah. they, they, you know, they, they would have, they wouldn't have been so naive to no. know that he would have had offers given the season he's had. Yeah. Um, and they, those offers would be in the championship. Yeah. So, so Cal's a, a free transfer. Mark Sykes a free transfer as well? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they've all been free transfers, haven't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just uh, compensation, just I guess. For the, I mean, sorry, yeah, apologies, yeah, compensation, yeah. obviously, and yeah. you know, signing on fees and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, effectively, no transfer fee as such. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. Okay, let's come on to Cal, the player, then. So, um, says defender, um, and again, yeah, he's a mad player. Flexible. Yeah, because um, you know, sorry, my, I'm gonna admission here Portsmouth leanings obviously he played quite a bit on the wing for Pompey um, and as a left back so um, the fact he's sort of I mean I guess you could he's, he's sort of built like a centre-back he's quite a lean guy he's mm. quite he's not like a sort of a big strong physical but he's he's, he's, he's tall athletic um, so I guess you could see him moving back there but he was just always like ostensibly just a kind of a left-sided jack of all trades who could do a job everywhere and then obviously Luke, uh, maybe a, a sort of happy sort of coincidence between the system Jones wanted to play and Naismith's attributes he's ended up moving into become centre-back his position which I think he said in his interview that's the position he likes to play the most I think it that's is. what he said yeah he did yeah, yeah he did um, yeah Maybe it's weird, isn't it? A lot of players are like frustrated strikers or frustrated goalkeepers or whatever. But he was like, maybe he's been a frustrated centre back all his career, and he's finally, he's finally kind of let it all out. But yeah, I mean, you talk about Sykes all the way down the right. I mean, you've got Naismith all the way down the left. You could you could see him feasibly. He could be left side of a three in a four three three. Feasibly, he could be a left wing back. Feasibly, he could be. A left back and a left sided centre back in a three and a left centre back in a four. Yeah. So you if you get your little pitch metrics out, there's a lot of dots that mm-hmm. he can fill. Um, which again, as Matt was t- said about Nigel Pearson's preference for tactically flexible players, and I think it also taps into sorry to hammer Casey, I don't mean to do that, but Casey isn't a very tactical flexible, tactically flexible player. Um and it seems that there's, there's a theme developing with some of the players coming in that, that Swiss Army knife's a bit of a naff one, but you, you see what yeah. I mean? That they can, what else was, when it, you've got a small squad, mm. as he constantly tells us he likes to work with, to have lots of players who can cover lots of positions makes that squad seem a little bit bigger. Yeah, I think that's an expectation, Matt, isn't it? Is players come in, he asks them to do a job, you know, going back to your point about Sam Bell and Sam Bell quite rightly just want to get on the pitch and play anywhere but does. when yeah, you yeah. sign players like Carl Naismith who can be versatile left back right back centre back um, you know I'm sure he could I'm sure he could happily play in midfield as well but it's uh, it's, it's good for the squad yeah of course it is I actually think he played striker for, for Wigan as well um, he started out as a striker so he really is Mr Versatile you know he's actually played in those positions not not in a 
and Andy Weinman, we need you to do a job for us. That's, you know, he's actually, that's been his position at times. And like James is saying, playing wide for Pompey and stuff. So um, he's, he's a player I obviously will have seen when he was at Luton. And I think he was sub perhaps at the game here, um, but certainly in the, in the away game. Um, but what I like is when you get fans of the, the, the club that he's leaving, talking about a player like they did with Naismith. You know, there was the vast majority of fans were absolutely gutted that he's well, he was gone, player of the know. season, wasn't he? Player, player of the season, you know, and it, it, the, the signings this season, we'll go on and talk about Wilson, have made me think very much of the Cottrell signings that we made, where we've picked up some really, really good players from clubs within our league. And, you know, they're the player of the year for that side, have had good seasons for those sides. So it bodes well. But yeah, Naismith certainly is another one that ticks that versatility. And, and like James says, what whatever formation Pearson chooses next season, and I still don't know what it will be as preferred, he's got options of playing in there. Um, you know, if you get dips of form in the silver left back, then he can go out there, potentially play a kind of more advanced role as well. So he's, he's a player I'm really looking forward to seeing. James, it doesn't say his height on Wikipedia like it did with Mark Sykes. Is he six foot? Plus. Yeah, he's six foot. He's, he's I think he's about he's six two, something like that. Okay. Yeah. He was above the fr- he was above the fridge anyway on the roof, so that's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wikipedia again. Just going back to that, it, it says he can play as an out and out striker, as a winger in midfield, in defence, as a left back, centre back. His main attributes are his ball control and obviously yeah. his versatility. So yeah, yeah, really exciting to to sort of see him in action and see how he fits in and I'm sure he'll build a good relationship with Callas, Atkinson, you know, Baker, Kloss, etc. Looks like he can handle himself as well. He looks a physical sort right. of player as well. Ouija, and he's Glasgow boy, isn't he? So he's gonna be, <laughs> gonna be all over that. Can I just ask can I just ask you boys because you'll be yeah. far more qualified to talk about this. City's history with Scottish players. Well, very, Scott very Murray. good. <laughs> well but but if you go back Tom Richie I mean, Bristol Bristol City First Division. Even like Paul Hartley, you know. Yeah, Bristol City First Division. We won't talk about Jerry Gale. Foster, obviously, but, um, you know, there's been been a link there, isn't there? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Those those First Division days, Tony Fitzpatrick, um, you know, we've had some really, really sort of solid. Joe Jordan. Yeah, Joe Jordan. I think Donnie Gillies may have been as well. Um, But yeah, you know, we've we've had that running through it. So he's, like I said, well, all three, well, we'll go on with Wilson, but all of the signings so far, I'm really keen to have a look at in pre-season. And, yeah. yeah fantastic. Okay. I right, just hope we... we haven't signed him and we're going to play him right wing. Or... <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. As Nigel likes to do. Yeah. Nigel's sure big fine. test. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. In goal, mate. Um, okay. 1st of June. Uh, Tim Closer, a one-year deal. That was one that towards the end of the season, Matt, we were really hoping was going to be the case. He settled in so well. He's got a great personality. His his ratings on our bonus show were always, I think, six and above. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, for, for me, that was a no-brainer, assuming we could get the deal done. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I think he's, his loan period is as good as any sort of January loan we, we've had. Um, it's right up there. And, and actually, for me, maybe because it's only sort of a year, I don't know if there's an option as well, but he would be a captain for me um, because of the fact he's... he's uh, what impressed me most, that Preston away game, he was non-stop talking in that game. Um, to Max O'Leary, I think he played in goal at the time, and to, to the youngsters around him, um, he really, really, really impressed me with his talking. So um, I thought it was... I think it's a really, really big signing... And also, I think I read that he even considered retiring. He had other options, but also thought about retiring. So, wow. yeah. Well, yeah, his, he actually got his height on here, six foot four, centre back. Yeah. Um, and James, we were really impressed with him. Your thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I can't. I, I, think it's, I think it's almost underrated that he hadn't played for what? Hang on. It was about eight months, wasn't it? He hadn't yeah. played. Hadn't played senior football. He played a few under-23 games for, mm. for Baal. But he was effectively keeping himself fit at the age of 33. Yeah, he's 34 And then he now, goes yeah. into a championship season. Okay, there was a couple of couple of duffers in there. But by and large, there was some, uh, a cliche, some proper Rolls-Royce performances in there mm. that he could just seemingly move into it, fit into a team 
can play 90 minutes every performance, every game he played. Did he miss one game? I'm, I'm trying to think how many games. Did he miss any from 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 when he came into the team? He didn't miss many games. He, he might miss many. Might miss might miss one. I think. I think he missed one. Yeah, he didn't yeah, have to a do that. Having not played any team for, and he had a bad injury towards the end of his Norwich, and there was obviously problem. There was worry that you know he could break down at any moment. Sorry, that sounds terrible. Choice of phrase. Another Rolls Royce. Re. But um, yeah, to do that, and also as well play so well at such a high level, but also in such a short space of time, as Matt says, kind of imposes character on the club and 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 sort of carve a niche for himself as like a character. Yeah. I think that speaks a lot about him, um, beyond just his abilities, but his professionalism, his personality, his kind of his his aura, if you like. Yeah. I mean, the dealings we've had with him, he's been absolutely class. I mean, he's just a great bloke to speak to. There's no two ways about it. I mean I don't want to knock sort of players because it can be quite boring speaking to the media. I appreciate that. But like Tim like sits down, he's genuinely, you're genuinely someone who are enthused to talk to because yeah. he's just a really nice sort of well-rounded conversational guy. Um, and you can see like everybody in the dressing room loving him. Uh, but he's also got that temperament where he's very competitive, but also super chilled as well. Yeah. So he can sort of get on with everybody. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I can understand why you guys were, were, were really keen for it to happen because it will have it, it will have an impact on the pitch. Hopefully, he can play as many games as possible, and also in, off the pitch as well. And it, it's, just, it's just nice to have those sort of people at the club, isn't it? Yeah. Just, he just, was just one of our it. favourite moments of the, of the last season. Was Klosser leaving the pitch at Stoke? Can we can we just pause there, Matt? Is right? it close? So close, are we saying close, close, closer? <laughs> closer. Closer. Right. Closer because he's he's sort of German, he's German Swiss, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, I remember Miros, Miroslav closer, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, right, closer. Hip, We're gonna hip, go with that. Well, we just said, we just right. said closer and you've gone closer, so right, what, what are we going then? with? I'll find, Clo- I'll, I'll find out, I'll find out. We'll go out. closer. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Matt, carry on. Favorite but, moment, but leave, leaving the pitch at Stoke, wouldn't it? When we yeah. were all booing the ref and he was the last city player off the pitch. And kind of turned around to the crowd as if to say, "What? Why are you booing me? What's going on?" <laughs> and then sort of laughed and threw his hand down. So yeah, yeah I, I really, really like him. I think he's yeah. a, a quality, quality player. So it is and what was one... good as well? I've no. Go on. Yeah, it's a one it, year. It's one year with a with the one year option. I thought. I think that would be. A, well. I think that would be an appearance clause. Yeah. 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 I thought it was. As, um, in, as in, he'll play thirty yes. five games or whatever, and he'll kick in. Yeah. Yeah. It was good to see him with the signings as well. He's obviously back in preseason doing some work as well. So that that was good to see as well. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Right. On to the tenth of June. Kane Wilson. This this one certainly wasn't a massive surprise. It had been bubbling around for weeks, really, um, and then. There was uh, sort of the the day before it was almost it was almost out there. Um, another great announcement video, which uh, obviously they could use Kane from WWE, they could use Wilson from uh, Castaway, uh, and I did they I think they did a great job with that as as always. So from Forest Green, three goals, thirteen thirteen assists in League Two. Your thoughts first, James. Yeah, I mean, he was he was kind of the one. I mean, it was interesting to. It says a lot about him as well. I think that a League Two right back could be such an exciting signing. Um, you know, uh, the amount of times you know previous transfer windows where City have been looking at players in the lower leagues, and we've sort of put a message out or put the story out, and it was oh, not another lower league player. You know, we're going to loan out and all this. And yet, Kane Wilson was like the 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 superstar, which also, <clears throat> I think, he he's come into a position as we've touched on already, where it's just endless problems. Yeah. Um, you know, with all due respect to everyone who played there and did a good job, but there just hasn't been that specialist player there. Um, and he's an incredibly exciting. I mean, you speak to some people; they say he's the best fullback outside the Premier League. Wow, um, which is big. I mean, I, I can't, I can't say I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far myself. But I, they, these people have watched him far more than me. Um, Twenty-two. I was slightly surprised the contract was only three years. Actually, I would have thought he'd gone for a four, but okay. there we go, or a three plus or one. Three really. plus one, yeah, yeah. But maybe, maybe. I mean, if you, it, it, sorry if I'm being a little bit cynical here, but if you're looking at that, I mean, he's, he's a, you know, 
in terms of his career path, having been frustrated at West Brom and not breaking through mm. as they were yo-yoing, um, he's, he's, he's made the decision to go to Forest Green, which I think we'll all agree with due respect to Dale yeah. Vince and what he's done there. They're quite an unfashionable, that's an unfashionable move, isn't it? Yeah, from West it Brom to Forest Green. Because if you look at, if you kind of read back two, three years ago, it wasn't as if he was this lad who came from nowhere. Everybody at West Brom was excited to see him come through. But it just he, he just, was there was talk of him being like their youngest Premier League player, wasn't there? At one well, point. He was in a squad, wasn't he? Pulis yeah. picked him in the squad. Yeah. Um, but but he, he admitted he, you know, he was just it wouldn't have been fair to play him. Yeah. Um, but I think Wilson thought he was ready when he was 16, 17. He was yeah. he was ready, he didn't get that chance. And um, he's made the move to Forest Green, having had the loans elsewhere, Exeter, Tranmere, somewhere else, I can't remember. Um, and Walsall. obviously, he's, he, 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 Walsall, yeah, he had a bit of an iffy first season at Forest Green with injuries, and then he's obviously done what he's done this season. So to make that move, and then this move as well, where he's had other clubs in the Championship, I think it, it sounds it, it's maybe a bit unromantic, but he's clearly thinking about his career here, you know? Mm beyond just I'm going to be paid lots of money to be playing football which is perfectly fine but he's making very conscious decisions with his career here from Forest Green to Bristol City there's a very clear pathway he's trying to take and I think that three-year contract maybe he's thinking in three years you know if I do three years at Bristol City I'll be a free agent you know yeah but there's also within that from City's point of view they've got a bit of protection if he does completely hit the ground running in the championship like a lot of people think he will, think he will. So yeah. there's, there's, there's lots to be excited about um, in terms of what he brings on the pitch he's going to be a real you would think if he settles if, if, it, if it all works out right he's going to be a real get everybody standing up Ashton Gate type player um, mm. you know if you're in the lands down or the Dolman and he's bombing it down the right it's going to be pretty exciting yeah Matt, obviously, right backs over the years, particularly fast ones. Obviously, Scott Murray comes to mind, doesn't it? Yeah, I think Scott was was more of a starting out, out as winger, a right back, he didn't he? Yeah, yeah, no, he did, yeah, yeah. Um, but in in terms of the way that he developed, but it's it's funny we've we've had an abundance of talent on the left back and that mm. left side of of a you know wing back role as well. You know, we we could name four or five that you would sort of say arguably would have been the best in that position, wouldn't you? Bell, um, Barnard, Brennan, <laughs> Sessions. <laughs> but, you know, it, it was Bell, Barnard, Brennan. Um, you had, um, there's others as well. They've come should have left it there, shouldn't you? Sessions, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but there are. Um, um, Joe Bryan was the other one I was thinking of. Yes, of course. Um, but, you know, right back we've struggled with. In, and you, you sort of say Bradley Orr, and mm. then you can't really think of too Luke many. Bailey. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Aileen in that season, yeah, and obviously it is ridiculous. And and I like to think that Lee Johnson realizes just what an absolutely ridiculous mistake it was. Because um, I'm not saying we'd ever compete with Leeds, but I don't think Aileen was looking for a move. And if he'd been playing, in you know. But anyway, um, but like James said, I mean, I I, I was messaging New Patch when I at past ten, saying, "Oh, mate, like what a signing this is!" And I can't believe I'm getting excited over not <laughs> like even that. just a league two right back as was, but also with the greatest respect to Forest Green, a Forest Green right back. And I know they won the league, but you know, they're not a fashionable club done brilliantly well over the last few seasons, but I watched the footage and what I was watching was a player that I think was doing things that it didn't matter the class of the opposition against him in terms of the the hierarchy, because he he literally pushes the ball and is gone. And he, he was bringing the ball inside with a little flick and what I love more than anything, he was playing balls in to that coveted penalty spot cross that every sort of strike you ever talk about is, pull it back, penalty spot, I'll be coming into it. He was finding that. And, and if you watch it, it looked to me like 70, 80% of the balls that he put across were in that sort of position. And then, you know, I mean, obviously it was highlights, so it showed the one that, that he made and led to goals. But yeah, I think he looks a really, really exciting player. And spoke really well. His ambition, you know, I like the fact that he said he spoke to the manager and likes what the manager has got on him. So, yeah. It was interesting. A lot of people, he, he used the C word, didn't he? A lot of people picked up on that. He was City. He said yes. City a lot. He did, he, yeah. 
I think I think he's. I panic then. I'm thinking, what videos he watched? He spent a lot of time, obviously living up the road in Forest Green or nearby. He spent a lot of time coming in Bristol on the weekends, didn't he? So he knows the city, which helps. Yeah, yeah, it's important though because we, you know, we all pick up on it. You know. Exactly. Cool. Okay. Uh, so let's move on to um, current situation. So let's talk about Han Noah Masengo. I think out of the the three coveted players in Scott Semenyo and Masengo, he was the one that most people thought was leaving, may still be leaving. Um, and that sort of reaction at the last at the last game, Matt, where he was sort of pushed in front to get a round of applause. What is, Matt, your, your thoughts first on that one? So I'm, I'm looking at my signed Masengo picture. Um, I, I really like Hanno Masengo. He's a player I would love to see stay. I, I don't think he will. As much as anything from his reaction at that last game at Huddersfield, um, he was clearly upset, um, clearly appreciated the reaction that he got from the fans and, and just looked like a player that was leaving. But that said, I was at Hull City on the, the last game of the season, um, in Lee Johnson's tenure and Casey Palmer came across waving and clapping and we thought that was the last we'd see of Casey Palmer. Now, pretty much it was the last we saw Casey Palmer, but he did actually sign for us. And um, so you, you don't ever know, but I'm sure James, James will in, hopefully enlighten us a little bit more if there's anything in it, but it definitely looks like he is going. And I, and I think that's a shame. I think he's a, a real talent. I mean, all, all, all you can, all, all we can do, and I'm sorry, we collective, yeah. or we as journalists, we can only, we can only say what we've been told, right? And all we've been told from the Masengo end consistently is nothing is decided, mm. nothing is decided, nothing is decided. That's been with his contract, that's been with his future, that's been with everything. So, and I think there's something in that because I do think ultimately he's only going to leave if someone comes in for him. I know that sounds mm. very silly, but you can't just. I mean, you can you can force a sale. So, with you know, we can talk about Adam 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 Nosman. He moved yeah. on, Casey to a point, um, but obviously, Han Noah is a real asset that they do want to keep. So, while I think he probably will leave, I do think there's a small chance it might not happen because I think the only market for him because you've got to think about it in market terms. He's not going to get a Premier League move, I don't think. No. I think the only Premier League clubs who are likely to come in for him would be Bournemouth, Fulham, Forest, which I know is a really basic and obvious thing to say, but I, I can't see any other Premier League team because I I just don't think he's ready. Um, you're looking in the Championship. I'm sure there's lots of Championship clubs who'd love to have him. No one's got any money. Um, so the other market you're looking for is obviously France, where there's been interest and Germany, where there's previously been interest. Now, how much? So we're talking obviously Nice, Lyon, Augsburg. Is it, no, Freiburg. Sorry, not Augsburg. They've been the three that have been mentioned. Now, how much they're going to spend on a player like Han Noah? Is that going to be enough for City to 100% sell him? I mean, possibly, but I don't. There's not a lot of money in football at the moment in terms of like clubs having available like Nice Nice aren't a Champions League club. Um are they gonna want to spend five million quid on a twenty one year old? Yes, you'd think he would go to France and be a good player, but it's not it's not it's not it's not a home Given, run. Is it? Yeah. Same goes with, with, with Freiburg and the Bundesliga. And from City's point of view, there is a situation where they could could let him do another year. He goes on a free next season and they get a few million in compensation. Mm. And they may look at it and if they're getting offers from France, from Germany of two, three million quid, they may think, is it worth it? Is it not worth maybe hand Noah sticking around? Maybe we could give him, maybe we could convince him over next season to stay. You know, who knows what, who knows how the next season is going to pan out. Um, so while I think it is likely he stays, I don't think it's inconceivable that it doesn't happen, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because you've got to look from a, from a from a family point of view as well. You know, his dad's his dad's super smart. His dad knows what is best for his career. Um, so there's a lot of that. But his family, his sisters are at school in the city. Um, he he seems relatively settled. Mm. Um, I think his mum lives in France. I think that's right. 
um, so that you know obviously don't know the internal sort of family dynamic but you know that that's an obvious reason why what, did, might they have, what did they have for tea last night James yeah no no it's a little bit weird I'm, I'm sorry I, I'm sounding like I know far more than I do but I'm just spelling out kind of yeah, 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 yeah. exactly so there's a reason for him to stay in Bristol really um so I think yeah so what I think is likely um and I wouldn't be surprised I don't think it's improbable that he sticks around okay how, how old is he now 21? 20. 20. Oh, he's 21. Is he 21 now? Hang I don't seven. know. Tw- 7th of July, 2001, he was born. So yeah. he's almost... 7th, 21. 7th, 7th of July. 7th of July. Wow. There you there go. go. That's another reason why I really like it. <laughs> um, Brilliant. Um, I, just just remind on... Sorry, Patch, but yeah. even that, his, his age, you still get fans going, oh, he'd be the one I'd get rid of. Yeah, He's 20 years of age. He's got so much potential. Yeah, it, it, it'll be. It's, it'll it's be, ridiculous to sort of, you know, for fans to say he's the one. Yeah, it'll be sad to see him go because you know he's played a hundred games and you only feel really you scratch the surface with him. Exactly. Really. Yeah. You know. Um, I mean, there aren't many games like, and I know it's one game in. There aren't many games that I can recall a player having the impact that he had away at Preston. He was unbelievable that day, and Preston fans all that night were saying best performance I've ever seen from an opposition player. And, but that's one game and I get that. And I also get the, that oh, how many assists, how many goals. But, yeah, but that, yeah, that's, that, 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 that's, that's largely irrelevant, I think. Yeah, of course he's it not, is. That's not what he is as a footballer. I mean, he's, he's, he's a sort of, a, he's a pivot midfielder, a continuity player, Yeah. Um, breaks play up, breaks the lines. I mean, I think that aspect of the game has always been something. Nigel certainly played him a bit higher up the pitch to try and bring that out of him. And I think this yeah. season actually, compared to the previous two seasons, he's looked more creative because yeah. he's played a bit higher up the pitch. And that's been something they've tried to get out of his game. I mean, the trouble with Han, though, as you touched upon, and I think this comes into the transfer aspect as well, is that, and you can make comparisons with Alex Scott here, the big problem with Han, though, is he plays in a position whereby it demands consistency, that position, and yeah. reliability, and a 7 out of 10. And unfortunately, Han, Noah, is either a 9 out of 10 or occasionally he drops to a 4 out of 10. Yeah. And he's either absolutely brilliant or he's a little bit anonymous. Yeah. And in that position, you don't really want that. You want someone who's just going to be ticking things over. Yeah, they have the odd really good game. But most of the time, you're just like, he's like the third or fourth player you mentioned had a really good game. Yeah. Because just that reassurance that they're always consistent. Yeah. And he hasn't got that, which again makes me wonder, does someone want to spend a significant volume of money on him now when next season he's going to be nothing. But yeah, right. whether or not City are happy to let him sit, um, let him see out his contract, I don't know. Yeah. Quick question. Um, you mentioned about the compensation there. For, from my knowledge and probably people listening, if he's out of contract, why does why would City get compensation? Because he's under 23 and they've offered, they've offered, they've made a contract offer to him. Okay. So it's to do with the age as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's effectively a young player who's been made. There, there's 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 various legislation that I should really know that I could probably recite to you, but I'd have to Google it. And so I'm not same as Kane Wilson. Make a terrible podcast lesson whilst I do that. <laughs> same as Kane. Same as Kane Wilson. Then same right. basis. Yeah. 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 Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Right. Let's let's move on. I've got about thirteen minutes left, so we can play with that. Right. So, Cundy. Any any insight on Cundy? <clears throat> he came, you know, towards the end I of the season. I would say. On he this, really well. me and Rich, me and Rich, every day I will ring Rich up. I've heard Cundy's leaving. He'll say, I've heard Cundy's staying. It <laughs> literally, it's, it's, it's complete. I don't think it's decided. Mm. I, I don't think it's decided. I had someone last week, last Friday, who's, uh, who I would count as a very good source, who was adamant Cundy was done and it was going to be announced over the weekend, if not the start of this week. And then someone spoke to me on Monday, said, no, he's probably going to be leaving. So it just, it's just, it, it's, it, I, I don't know. I'm really sorry. I can't, I think, I think there's, I think for him at the stage he's at, he obviously wants to play football because he's had three years at City where he's, three years? Yeah, three yeah. years. Yeah. Where he spent a lot of time on loan. He obviously got the bad injury, which is unfortunate. But he's had a taste for championship football. He's had a taste for first-team football, obviously, when he was away at Gillingham and at Cambridge as well. Um, I think he wants to be in a situation where he knows he's going to play 30-plus games. 
I don't think he's going to get that as City. That's the problem. But I think he's obviously an excellent, as, as much as we've seen so far, he's a really good sort of secondary option. Whether or not he's happy being that, I'm not sure. So how the club kind of manage that, I'm not sure. Uh, and maybe that be in terms of salary. I don't know. Um, we can talk about Calas. Um, I don't know. Because at the moment as well, in terms of the defensive pecking order, if you like, mm. with the exception of a uh, closer, closer, Naismith, Atkinson, a lot of it is up in the air at the moment. Mm. Yeah. In fact, yeah. apart from those three, it's all up in the air. Yeah, even um, with Baker, so that's it, up in the air as well, I guess. Obviously, with Bakes, Thomas Callas, we don't know. Who's, I mean, there's a story out today. Riley Towler, there's a few clubs in League One and League Two looking at him on loan. If Riley Towler goes out on loan, does Idahan go out on loan as well? Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think both should, if I'm honest. I, I think both yeah, those possibly. Need, to, need to play d- decent standard um, and get a season under their belt. Kund is the one who's done that. And you'd like to think would be, you know, a squad player and be able to play. But Matt, I can't recall a time where we've been so excited about central defenders as as we are at the moment. If we get Cundy under our belt as well, um, yeah. I, I've you know Idahan's coming towards the end of the season, and you know that that Bobby Moore esque tackle, yeah, did, sticks did in the well. Mind. Bit, bit raw as well, but obviously he's a, he's a young lad who'd only played a handful of games at, at Grimsby, hasn't he? So mm-hmm. no, you, you're right. And Taylor, I think they expect big things going forward. Um, I think the one that the, the really interesting one is, is Kalas. You know, we've talked about Masengo and his contract and, and it was something I sort of said to patch before, everything seemed to be focused on Masengo and the fact that he's out of contract next year, but you've got Kalas and I'm going to do the sessions joke again, but Kalas, <laughs> Bentley, De Silva, you know, and plus I think O'Leary, more there's lots, lots in there. Yeah. More. Yeah. Um, but of, of the players that you would think should we be looking to keep, the Silver Bentley Callas, I think we should. Now, Callas is the interesting one because he's obviously on very, very good money, must must be one of the top wage um, down the city ground. Yeah, he is, yeah. But I also think he's our best defender on his day. Um, and so you balance that up. Do you really want to let Callas go to Stoke City, who, who were talking about being interested, Probably, you know, similar sort of position to us last season in terms of performances and what was expected. He's going to naturally strengthen them. I mean, they've just signed Flint. Can you imagine that? Stoke get Callas and then play him and Flint together at the back and end up getting in the playoffs or, you know, automatic. Mm. So he's he's an interesting one for me, Callas. Um, player I'd like to keep, but yeah. I think, I think, I don't think it's a, it would come as a massive surprise that I think City would be open to offers for yeah. Thomas and that's not based on wanting to sell him but that's based on perhaps having to sell him. Um, yeah. I think Nigel's comments to BBC Radio Bristol in May where he talked about having more of a wage equality um, I thought that was interesting because I think if he looks at the squad and he looks at his options and he looks at Thomas's salary compared to a lot of other players... I think he immediately thinks, well, if I can move Thomas on, that maybe frees up space for a couple more signings. Yeah. I don't know, you know, guessing here, but mm. I don't think they necessarily want to sell Thomas. But I think if a club was to come in with a reasonable offer, I don't think, yeah, I don't think they're going to be, it's not going to be one they're going to be fighting off. Um, it, it, it's a really interesting situation because, like you say, he is individually, he's City's best defender. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, he's been part of a pretty dreadful defence the last yeah. two seasons. Um, and I guess it comes down to like economics in terms of the value you're getting out of him. And then he, you know, there's an option perhaps to, to I mean, he said himself he'd like to stay. Obviously, he's got a partner. Sorry, I'm getting a bit weird about players' families again, but he's got a partner in it. He's got a partner from from the area. He likes living here. He's got you know a nice pad in Long Aston where he can burn his cars around and all this kind of thing. So he's he's well settled. Um, but I think I think there's a bit, and I'm I'm saying this with a little bit of knowledge, but I do think I don't think Nigel's a hundred percent on him. Okay. I don't okay. think he's 100%. I just don't think he's... There's something about him that Pearson isn't quite on board with as a player. Yeah. I'm not saying about as a person or anything in terms of his attitude or anything well, like that. One interesting part was when he came in, he was captain, and then he took that captaincy, obviously, 
Yeah, but I mean, yes, that's very true. Thomas himself admitted that it was a silly move to make him captain because he's not a captain. He's not a captain type. But I just think, but but I think that might feed into kind of Nigel's perception of him because I think Nigel's sort of idea of what a defender should be almost instantly a good centre back should almost instantly, whether they're captain or not, should have that kind of inner leadership about them. Mm. And and I don't think Thomas is by his own admission. He, he he's not like that. He's quite a quiet guy um again like going back to tim closer tom he's a great guy to speak to but on the pitch he's quite a quiet guy um so i I think there's an element of nigel not quite being fully comfortable with him as a player on top of him being the club signer owner on top of him having a year left on his deal on top of the fact they might because of his reputation um his cv interest elsewhere they might get a bit of money for him it wouldn't be a massive shock to see him go. Okay. Um, but, then right. you, but then you're asking the question, how much of a market is there for a centre-back in his late 20s? Is he 30 now? 20, I think he's 29. Um, in his late 20s, who's going to be a free agent? And you go back to Famara, Jeju situation. It's the exact reason they couldn't shift him because everybody knew he was going to be a free agent next summer. And I think, the, I think Thomas might be in a situation where he does play out the final year of his contract. I'm sure he'll have a, a, a decent season and he might just, he might just walk next, next summer. Yeah. Interesting. We've, we've heard rumours for Mara might be coming back. <laughs> yeah, I saw something. <laughs> <laughs> Which, not, yeah. No, not, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know yeah. on that one, I'm afraid. Yeah. He's not 30 until May next year, Thomas Callis. Yeah. 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 Um, let's, we've got literally a couple of minutes left. A Semenyo, obviously... We heard that he came back from international duty, having picked up an injury. That seems to be the case. We've seen reports that he may miss um, a lot of pre-season. Um, first of all, that, and then what in the market, with your knowledge, what do you think is an acceptable number in terms of that might Ooh, be accepted? I, I mean, it's a great question. That is a that that's a good question. I mean, I'd, it might not even come to pass because it depends on what what how. How bad that sounds terrible, but oh, yeah. How, the, the, the severity of the severity of the injury because he's seen specialists this week. Um, there is a chance he might not come back until August. Which, if we go back last season when players came back from injury, it was usually about a month until you saw him in the team. Mm. So he may not be, he may not, st- and again, sorry, I'm speculating, but you may, he may not play till start of September. And if that happens, it's almost he's almost certainly not getting transferred. Exactly, um, that might play into our, into our favour in a funny old hands. way. Well, you say it might play into their hands, but they could do with a few quid. Um, however, what is an acceptable fee? It's very hard because the, the the market is only in the Premier League. Okay, I know that sounds obvious. So it's like how much? It, I I think you've got to look at what Semenyo is now, what he could be next season. Because as well, when he came into that team last season, he almost single-handedly changed the changed the dynamic of that attack. Mm. You know, yeah. the, it, if Semenyo hadn't played last season, would never mind just his individual contribution, but would Martin and Vyman have been so prolific? Um, okay, yeah, if buts and what, but he did literally when he came into that team, bam, something completely oh, yeah. changed. It ch- yeah. changed the outlook of everything. The spark. Everything. He's the spark, isn't he? He is the he just uh... complete spark. So if you take that away. Because we could be looking at a 20, 25, you, you're almost expecting that. If he, if he plays every game or he plays 40 games next season, you're looking at 20 goals, 20 plus goals, and how, God yeah. knows how many assists, 10 plus mm-hmm. assists. So take that away. That's potentially the difference be- between a playoff run and just bobbing around and sort of lower mid table. So what's that worth? Mm-hmm. You've got to be looking at sort of 20 million plus. But if you're a Premier League club and we're looking at, you know, people like Yves Basuma, or I know he's, I know he's a different position, but, you know, he's, and I know he's got a year on his contract, but Tottenham are buying in for 25 million. So if there's those sort of deals knocking around, is a Premier League club going to be looking at the championship and spending that much? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, on good. someone who by and large really is only had six months of a body yeah, of yeah. work. No, that's a good, great, great, um, the, the comparison there with Basuma. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right, chaps, we've run out of time. Uh, there's so much more we can talk about. James, hopefully we can get you back on in a few weeks' time and we'll do a bit more of a roundup and there'll be hopefully a bit more to report on as well then. So, uh, well, they'll be back, they'll be back, obviously, won't they? They'll be back yeah. in training. Talk, talk about four or five more signings, yeah. 
exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thank you, James, for coming on. Um, Matt, take care. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 3PIAPC. And we'll be back again soon with uh, another memories and music or a, a further update. Who knows what's going to happen next on the bonus show, but stay tuned. Thanks, everyone. I hope I see